0: We're sponsored this week by football uk. football prizes offer a range of well you guessed it football prizes every week uh specific to club and this week the Rangers prize is a cracker. It's a signed James tavernier shirt with an inbuilt TV frame in the frame in which we'll play endless clips of Tav scoring goals, doing his thing and generally what he does when he's captaining Rangers. But uh, you can win other prizes as well because they have an instant win feature. The tickets are just four ninety five and you'll be assigned a number. But if you're assigned any of these numbers you could Win just there and then number 10 for example would get you an Ali McCoy signed and custom framed Rangers shot. number 130 would get you an Andy Gorham signed and framed goalie glove number 25 would get you a Rangers club shop voucher a num- uh, voucher even and number 189 would get you a Borna Barisic signed montage so go have a go Four ninety five if that's your thing best of luck I know a couple of our listeners have won with football prizes in the past so go to footballprizes.co.uk search Rangers Best of luck.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week where we will review uh, our midweek game and have a quick preview of our upcoming weekend fixture. My name is Cammy Bell, I'm stepping in for Adam Thornton uh, as he is uh, currently making his way back from Portugal and joining me on this week's extra show. Uh, I needed a ray of sunshine and that ray of sunshine is coming to me from the wonderful world of Derby. It's James Tessie. Tess, lovely to have you on.
2: I hate to disappoint you, mate, but there's no rise of sunshine here. I'm in a foul <laughs> mood when it comes to Rangers. So if you're just, just expecting some happy clappy birthday card piss, then you ain't you, you the show
1: for you. <laughs> well, I was hoping that we would try and see, about could we make it light and stuff? Because it's felt like a few of the pods that we've done either, whether it's been on our flagship show or on our network, They've been a little bit gloomy. I'm not going to lie, uh, but I think with good reason. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think you know you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. Rangers are not giving us a lot to to um, shout and swing about at the moment as well. But listen, let's get into that test before we do all this. Uh, it is seriously lovely to have you on the show and great to be talking to you.
2: Yeah, it's nice, in fact, talking to you, matey. I mean, you just said offline the, the last time we did one of these together was uh, back in August, so the, the world's changed a fair bit since then. So, yeah, it, it's nice, back in the saddle with you, matey. Um, you'll, you'll obviously have watched last night, Tess, and I think
1: probably not going into the game, I think it's fair to say, with an overwhelming air of expectation following last Sunday's Old fun defeat. Um I'm assuming that you know you you kind you were hoping just to be able to try and keep it tight across there. A
2: win might have been maybe overreaching slightly. I don't know what I was expecting, mate. I wasn't expecting us to get hammered. My worry is next week at Ibrox that they pick us off on the break and win three or four nil. So I wasn't expecting that at all last night. Um, in some ways, I was expecting us to put in a performance one. I don't want to say the hours after Sunday, but at the same time, I think they owe it to themselves to show what they're really capable of. Um, So I was expecting that. And secondly, we we seem to come alive in Europe. Well, I say we come alive in Europe, but that red star away would be absolutely horrific. But, you know, for the big games, when it matters, we seem to come alive in Europe this season. So last night, mate, um, again, I, I wasn't expecting to go to tonkin. I wasn't expecting us to give them a tonk in. I don't really know what I was expecting, to be honest.
1: I think one of the things we have to talk about in terms of, we, we looked in the build-up to, to April kicking off, as it was going to come thick and fast. And I'm a huge believer, taste, in as long as you've got fixtures, if you have a disappointment, another fixture coming around quickly is actually the best medicine because you can pick yourself up Dust yourself off. You could do, obviously, get analysts and all that kind of stuff and, and, and feedback in the game and watch the performances and then prep for the next opponent and all of that thing. And it's fine because you just wanted to, do, you don't want to just kind of languish in this idea of we've lost and we want to lick our wounds and it just feels a little bit self-depreciating. But I think last night being able to get into, I, I was the same as you. I thought, I don't really know what to expect out of this. I was very interested to see Sakala starting rather than Ruth. Um, I you know we we toyed with that idea. It would be one of the two of them because I don't think that there's any real other option within there, and that's no huge great offence to Cedric Itton Um, but even if Itton was going to be available, I just I just can't see him ever featuring within that unless we're in a very comfortable place in a domestic game. I just don't I don't know how he features again for Rangers within the run-ins um, and, and what happens next. But that being said. You know, we, we, we've played Bragg in recent history. We, we know what they're about. They have changed. So they're definitely not the same team that we did play a couple of years ago. But we knew the kind of, the the way that. You know, they were gonna approach the game in terms of a young team that's quick, they can play the ball well. I'm a huge believer, James, that you don't have poor teams in the quarterfinals, um, ourselves included. You know, we didn't flick our way through to, to that level of the, the competition just purely just by good fortune with taking some huge, huge names um along the way. That being said, last night it felt a bit to me like I was starting to watch a replay of what we saw against Celtic last Sunday where I don't know if it's a malaise, I don't know if it's, it's apathy, I don't know if it's a lack of energy, I don't know if the team are scannered, but it just feels very different to when we were building up to this in 2008 and it felt like as if, you know, we were just all buzzing for it, you could tell the players had a bit between their teeth and it just feels to me there's a very different mentality or attitude to how the, the, the team is going out at the moment and now you you saw that last night I think within the opening kind of period we had a couple of decent-ish chances, not much to write home about if I'm being honest um, but as soon as Braga could find their gears I think we were on a spot of bother
2: We all approached this month saying the same thing that in the calendar month of April 2022 those players have got the chance to become immortals um, what with yeah, at least one old firm in the league, probably two. The semi-final and then the chance of may- reaching the semi-finals of a major in competition for, I believe, only the fifth time in our history. So we're now two games into that momentous month when they could all become immortal. And we've lost both games. And I think, apart from possibly Calvin Bassi, who's not OK, was at fault on a Sunday, but he was his usual steady self. Apart from possibly Calvin Bassi, not one of them comes out of it with pass marks. So you've got to start questioning what's going on in their heads because we weren't expecting that, you know, it was an old firm at box, but, you know, Celtic had been in good form. We weren't expecting that to be easy. And we certainly weren't expecting it to be easy last night. I mean, yes, we got past Braga two years ago. I personally think the team he beat two years ago are better than this current lot we got past him two years ago but as you rightly say when you're into the last state of a major pin competition there's no divvies there's no passengers you know it wasn't going to be easy and I find myself disappointed that no one again apart from possibly Bassey is getting pass marks you know everything's laid out for them just go and, and do it you know give it your best leave it all on the p- that goes for the management as well to be honest because I've not been I've not been impressed with tactics and substitutions that that have been coming from the bench at all and, I, you know, I just think it's very disappointing how, I mean, for me, I, mean, I walked out of Vibrox on Sunday and I says to my dad, our season now is Hamden on Easter Sunday. Because without Alfie in Europe, I thought, I mean, OK, we, we won in Braga without Alfie two years ago. But without Alfie in Europe, I mean, you can see last night, they're trying to play a Morelos-type game with no Morelos there. You know, without Alfie, our yeah, European hopes are down the pan for me. Uh, the league, six points, looks like it's gone, barring a miracle. Um, so our season boils down to Hamden on Easter Sunday, and even that I'm not excited about. You know, it's so disappointing that all the optimism and all the hope going into April, thinking, you know, just just go out there and get, if, if you try for us, lads, no matter what happens, if you give it all you've got, then, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to be here. So they've got this far. But again, the, the chance immortality awaited them. And the, the two games so far, we've seen nothing, and that's—it's so deflating, it's so disappointing.
1: Well, let me play a little bit of devil's advocate, as I always like to do um, when we talk about all things Rangers, because I think you know we are a wide church. There's very many different opinions, and certainly I, I understand that there is a flavour now around. What's you know the the criticism towards the manager? We've talked about use of subs well before beginning of this month. You know it's it's all kind of we've talked about the capitulation uh, since he kind of came in within our uh, our league form etc. Last night after the game test, he came out and and explained in his post match that Aaron Ramsey was fit, but he made a decision not to start him. Now. I know that a lot of people will read that as, well, Aaron Ramsey has to start. He has to feature, because he not even come on as a sub. So he has to be able to try and play some part. Now, let me turn that slightly in its head. So I understand that people would want to be able to try and see him play, but would they rather see him play on Thursday last night or at an against at and against Mirren on Sunday? And what feels a bit to me like a bit of a dead rubber now within the league, because I agree with you, the league is gone, right? We have to just, I think, accept that. I do not see them dropping what has to be tantamount to seven points, taken into account their goal difference to be able to make that happen. Who knows? I'd love to sit here and be proven wrong within the next month or so. I don't think it'll happen. But then we play Ramsey next Thursday, because I do actually think he'll feature next Thursday, and then we play him in the the Scottish Cup semi-final. Does the manager then... After that fact, depending on how those games go, so let's say we we get through against Braga and we get into the final of the Scottish Cup, do you think that the manager's got one eye and you've been able to utilise Aaron Ramsey to his his maximum in those games, rather than being able to play him in what we wanted to do? Because we were fairly compact last night, we knew that we were looking to be able to try and keep it, you know, we weren't going to snatch a win, but equally at the same point as well, we wanted to try and... Come back to Ibrox with the, the tie very much still alive, which I do believe it is. Um, moving past it, mid and then looking at next week's games, because let's face it, the two games next week are season defining, I think.
2: It Mate, it's like you say, it depends on the, the results. If, if we get a positive, well, if we go through against Braga, and then if we get reach the Scottish Cup far now, and Ramsey features in both games and plays a part, then yeah, not not having him on on the on the field at all last night was a masterstroke. Alternatively, we cut that after about ten minutes of that game, I I'll turned to the fellow next to me in the pub when I goes, "These aren't all that," uh, and I don't think that they were. I think they're going to be dangerous on the counter at Ibrox on Thursday, but last night we could have put that tire to bed, mate. Do you know the the way the intensity. We showed in the last five minutes, possibly the last ten minutes. If we'd have put it on them after, after ten, fifteen minutes feeling each other out, if we'd have put it on them, mate, and really took it to them, I think we could have put that tie to bed last night. So he saved he, theoretically. Theoretically, he saved Ramsey for next Thursday and for Sunday. Might have been too late by then. I don't know. I think if you've got a player of his quality on the bench. And there's a chance, and there's a chance you can use him, put him on, save the game, because we'd have all, as daft as it sounds, and as obvious as it sounds, we all would rather have gone back to IPOX with, I was going to say, a point, with, with with everything level, wouldn't we? And, you know, putting, putting your best players on the pitch, it gives gives you the best chance of doing that. So, yeah, only, only time will tell, mate. I like to think that Gio's got a plan for him. I mean, so far, he's not really, not really, um, Given much back into that thesis, but I like, I like to think he's got a he's got he's got a plan for him and us. And like you say, if we come through those games and Aaron Ramsey's played a part in them, then not having on the pitch yesterday was a blinder. Equally,
1: I don't really think any real Rangers fan will turn around now and say, as far as I'm concerned, I've got a vested interest in the longer term career of Aaron Ramsey post Rangers. So let me put it to you another way: Why don't we just play him and? you know, if he's if he's knackered by the end of the season, he's not really our problem. Off to the event as he goes, and therefore that's it. I think it's interesting to me that the manager's getting quite heavily criticized for how he's using his team. And I think a few weeks ago, even when you look at games like, you know, the 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 two old draw to Motherwell, then, you know, uh, away to St Johnson, looking at these games, he wants to be able to try and use a core element within his squad and other ones are not going to look in. Like, for example, you know, Stephen Davis is playing international football, but he's not getting a kick of the ball for Rangers. Ahmed Diallo is a gamble, which hasn't worked. That's not Van Bronkker's fault. I think that's back down to Ross Wilson and the board. But at the same point, I think that we have to be able to try and treat every single game now as if it's critical. Um And I think it'll be very interesting to see how he does line up against Braga because I think it'll give us a true element as to... Uh, how much he wants us to be able to try and progress. I think it's nice to be able to do that, but you, you have touched on a key point there as well, Tess, which is scoring goals. It, it feels so difficult at the moment for us to be able to, to fill the void that Alfredo Mirelos has left. I think Sakala is, is very much an unfinished product. I think that the fans are not, I think the fans are certainly waiting in their support for him in terms of you know, what they think that he can do within uh, making an impact, either coming on as a sub or even potentially starting the game. He, had, he was able to get a couple of chances last night. One in particular, that he created himself and created a brilliant you know, amount of space. Blazes a shot wide over the bar. I just don't know if that's the guy who you trust if you're through one and one with the goalkeeper. Equally, Kamar Roof last night, I thought struggled at times to handle the physical elements of the game. So I'll kind of put it back to the other players within that squad. You know, where are these other guys chipping in with goals? Where are these other guys been able to help us? Because when we had Alfredo Morelos going through a bit of a drought before with goals, other guys were able to step in and, and, and start, you know, finishing off, you know, chances for them, being able to then make sure that they were contributing with, with goals from other parts of the team. It just doesn't feel to me like that's happening at the moment at all.
2: Let's be right about Sir Carla, mate. If we didn't have such a catchy little song, the fans would have turned on him already. Um and they're starting to now. Some of the things I've seen about him are ridiculous. I like the guy, I really like him. I like his attitude. I think he I like the fact that he realises at a big club and he's not going to be at a bigger club, and this is a huge opportunity for him. I like his enthusiasm, I like the way he, you know, on on the park he does some strange things but he never hides and he's always running. OK, sometimes it's like headless chicken, but he's always trying. And I, I genuinely appreciate that. And I respect the fact that he appreciates, he's at a huge club and he loves it. Uh, but then you've got to ask what, what, I mean, Roy McKay was one of the best strikers in Europe in his day, with the world, he was fantastic. But what's to do with Sakala and the rest of them on the training pitch? You know, what? why, you know, someone like Sakala, a rough diamond, why aren't they coaching him? Why aren't the trying to make him better? Roof... I mean, the 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 um 2020 October to December he was absolutely outstanding, unplayable, best finisher in Scotland when he's in the mood. Really, really good. This season he can't kick his own arse. Now that's partly because he's not really had the game time, because uh, he's very much been understudied to Alfie, and you know? also uh, Geo's system hasn't really suited him playing with Alfie. But then he's had the last two games, and he's and he's given us nothing, and both huge games. You know, you would have said he's a big game player. Some of the games he's turned it on him, but both of his games, and he's given us nothing. So you've got to question: how has he gone from being as good as he was to as poor as he is? If is, is the if the is is the coaching wrong, is the tactical instructions wrong? Is his attitude wrong? Is it all three? I don't know. You know, you, you look at the injury to Alfie. Here's how reliant on Alfie we are. I mean, I thought I saw an interesting thing that someone put on Twitter that in the uh, the game against Red Star, the first one. He starts clutching his thigh, and you know he looks like he's a little bit whatever. Uh, a couple of a week or so before that, we we'd played on a on a tatty field of a pitch at Perth, in Perth against St Johnston, and Gio's decided not to make any subs, which we also we won the match yeah, But we also at the time that was a strange decision. So you know he's he's not giving him a rest because he can't give him a rest because there's nobody to come in for him. Again, is personally for me. How our medical staff cleared him to go on international duty, I'll never know. You you never want to stop anyone representing the country. And also what people may overlook is the fact that he's getting back to Colombia to see his people. Because, you know, in, 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 as much as he loves it in Scotland and Glasgow, it ain't Colombia. Do you know what I mean? Getting him back and see his people keeping his morale up. So him going back is important. But at the same time, as an employee of Rangers Football Club... And now our medical staff cleared him to go over there, or we'll never know. Because in the weeks before, two, three weeks before we went, three weeks before he we went away, he'd been showing signs that all wasn't right, yet we still played him. Couldn't rest him because who did you replace him with? You know, it seems that we, we we all knew that we were reliant on him under Gerard, but especially the last season, Gerard found a way of um, not making the team as reliant on him. Or, or more to the point, not as reliant on his goals. Nobody else tipped him, which helped. This year, no one else has been tipping him with the goals as much. Uh, now Alfie's gone, so have lost that focal point. You can't play the same type of football. You can't play the same way. You've got to adapt. it. He's gone for the season now. Get over it. Deal with it. Move on. That's what. The, that's what the manager and his staff have played big money to do to find solutions. And at the moment, they really aren't finding them. And it is a worry that. The the, the, the the creativity seems to have gone. As in, I mean, we've seen this movie how many times before. Punt it out to the wings, play crosses in, their centre backs will add them all day, meet and drink to people like that. You know, you're not going to get any joy there. There's no the creativity with the mid lane there, the focal point up front take there, and you, you know, you just, I'm not going to say you can't see where the next goal's going to come from. But you just you just can't see how we're going to break teams down. You can't see where that creativity is going to come from. How we're going to make the ball stick, if we've got another couple of games to go through playing the tactics that we are playing. If we have got any alternative tactics to play, and it's you know the, the the lack of the lack of striking options, and the lack of goals is starting to become a worry, mate.
1: I think the other thing on that as well. Um, I mean, you're right about Alfredo being able to go back to Colombia. I think he's never going to risk, playing international football means too much to him, so I think even if he was carrying an oak or a strain, or a pull or a tweak, or whatever, he's still going to travel regardless, because as you say there's two wins for him, first of all it shows that he's keen to do it, I don't think he's going to ask Columbia about, because they'll be very quick just to drop him permanently if they think that he's got a shit attitude with them and the second thing is, as you rightly say, he's going to want to get home, and he's going to go and see people, there's, there's all that aspect, I do. I totally understand all of that, so I think we're going to have to, you know, as you're right, we're going to have to, to understand this conundrum of this this gap of Alfredo Morelos and how do we look at it. And one of the things I want to be able to try and, and talk to a little bit around Tess is there, there's a, I don't know if it's an apathy or a fatigue or what is going on within what looks like the, within the playing squad. I think you saw a very strong... Uh, response from Ryan Jack last night and getting substituted. He was not happy about being taken off. Obviously taking off no fun game as well. Um again, I want to try and be positive and, 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 and hope that that has been done because we're trying to manage his game time and we're going to have to rely on him. He, he has to play in both games next week as far as I'm concerned. But at the same point, other players, we've questioned their, their attitude. We've questioned, you know, what looks like a lack of effort. But at the same time, because of that lack of rotation, players have been brought back in. Scotty Arfield came in again last night, looked completely knackered. Um, and it's not his fault. I do understand why he's tired, albeit the fact that he's not playing 90 minutes week on week and every, you know, he's not playing every, every two games a week and all that. But at the same point, he's going to feel like there's not other people here who can be relied upon. And the manager is showing that. And one of the things I'd said when we were talking about, you know, that game at St. Johnson, just coming back to that for a second, uh, and uh, Van Bronckhurst's lack of making a sub, Martin Ramsey had said to me that it looks like as if he's doing it to say something. Like, he's doing it like as if he wants to make a statement around, I need players, I need you to give me players, therefore in the summer we are going to have to do a major rebuild. Now, we have to have that anyway. But I actually think if Van Bronckers is going to come out and say things like Aaron Ramsey's fit and I chose not to play him, I think if he doesn't look to be able to try and make some sort of adaption in the next couple of weeks, or certainly within the next week for sure, I don't know if a, a Gio Van Bronckhorst will actually be at Rangers in order to be able to deal with that rebuild. Because I think once you start to see a tide moving towards the manager going out, See, within the Ranger support test, you and I both know that is a very, very difficult tide to turn once people have got in their head, actually, you're the problem, you're what's causing part of this, and once you are gone, things will get better. And I don't know if he's just been stubborn, I don't know if he just wants to see his way through to the end of the season, and then the proper work can start. I think he had little to no say in the January window, and he's been left with the resources that he has, that was a disaster as well. It just feels a lot to me like it's it's just a general running theme of of apathy and just just a lack of kind of real effort from the management team and the players at the moment.
2: If if Gio is sacrificing our seasons to prove a point to the board, then that's absolutely disgraceful. Again, we got we got no way of proving. That's that. That's the case, or if it isn't, but if it is the case, then it's absolutely disgraceful, mate. I, I said at the start of the program that, the, we, you know, we went into this calendar from the time to become immortals, and to throw all that away by not making substitutions and using players to prove a point to the board, uh, uh, not having it, mate, not for me. Uh, anybody can see. I, that, I mean, uh,
1: I, I'm, I'm not saying that that is what he's doing, just to be clear. on oh, no, that. that's what we are. Yeah. That's what we'd accusing him of. Yeah, But it, it, he, it, it, he, came into, yeah. he came into a very, very good position. And he came into and it started to... Basically, the wheels have fallen off the Bentley. Then it's going to be the, the windows and the doors next. And I think that that's been part of the problem because it looks like as if he feels he can just manage this all the way through to the finish line. And I don't think he quite gets... Maybe he just doesn't understand it, but I don't think he quite gets that he has to take... Responsibility for what's happened with us, because effectively he's taken us in a really, really strong position to absolute dog me.
2: He has played for Rangers, obviously, and Barcelona. You know, um, the, yeah, some other big teams like the Arsenal and that as well. But especially Rangers and Barcelona, where second is nothing. Um, he's, he was successful as a player at both. So he he knows the mentality to be at a club like this where the fans are very demanding, where you are only as good as your last pass, let alone your last match, where you are playing against um, a, a, a great, rather it's either going to be one or the other, and you know no, no corner can be given. Uh, he knows all this, so it shouldn't be coming as a surprise to him. One one thing that's disappointed me is I think if you're a manager, there are two ways that you approach your football. One which is what they seem to have done on the east end of the city, is this is our philosophy. This is how we play football. We're going to bring in players for this style of football. We're going to train and be drilled in this style of football. Then on a Saturday afternoon or a Thursday night, whatever, you're going to go out and play that style of football. That is what you do. And it's sink or swim. You know, you either adapt to the system or you're gone, but here's how we're going to play. Or you take each game, game like, Match by match and say, OK, uh, here's how I want to line up. Here's how they line up. That's their danger, man. That's how they like to play. Most of their goals come from there. Most of their attacks come from there. We're going to match up against that. Here's their weaknesses. We're going to export that and do it. So on a match by match basis. So again, you've either got a philosophy that you stick to or you, you tinker and adapt basically the opposition. And I've not seen Rangers doing any of that, really. In Europe, again, the, the Dortmund ties were... Over four halves of football against Dortmund. Against three, three of them, we were outstanding. We were absolutely superb. They were everything we'd, we 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 had been drilled on. Work. The players knew their jobs. Did them. It was amazing. It was brilliant. It was it was fantastic. So we know they can do it. We we know that Gio and his staff have got the capability to work the opposition out and hurt them you know, pick up their threats and nullify them. We know the players can be drilled, I mean, look look at last season, the way that Gerard drilled him into doing certain things. We know they can accept instructions, accept instructions and go and carry them out on match. Day. We know they can do it, so why aren't they? What's happening? And, you know, for me, it, it it just seems like this this lack of ideas, the players not been able to adapt to situations on the field, the manager not utilising his squad for whatever reason, the recruitment being nowhere near good enough, you know. If it's Ross Wilson's players, if it's a manager, the players wanted to buy the manager and his staff. We don't know, but either way, they're there. You gotta, you gotta utilize them, and we're not, you know. And it's, it's, it's so frustrating, Cammy, because we, we've all seen what they. Forget last season. Last season was, was, was a freak. You know what I mean? We all loved it. We all enjoyed it. And in ten years' time, we'll look back on it with great fondness. But for me now, it's gone. It was it was a freak. It's done. You know what I mean. It's about this season now. And like we keep saying, we went into this month having having the chance to do something that you know only the, the very best Rangers teams have done before. Like with regards to European progression as well as rescuing back the title and um, domestic cup success, which were long overdue. And I've not seen anything so far to say that they, they, they can do any of it. The two games we've lost and look clueless. You know, but again, against Celtic on Sunday, um, when we went, I said to anybody who'd listen before the match, "So in the 55th minute we'll be losing, in the 90th minute we'll be winning. They'll come out, do their bit, tire, and then like we did against Dortmund, we'll just go into them. We'll check, little change of tactics, players up for it, well do, go out there, boss, do it. Never happened, so I was disappointed with that. Um... And I keep using that word, disappointed. I, I, can't, I can't think of anyone that accurately describes how I'm feeling about it at the moment. And it's not anger. I'm not angry with them. But I'm disappointed because, you know, we've all seen that they can do so much better. Both on the park and, and Gio getting his team ready and, and whatever else. We've all seen they can do so much better. And at the moment, we we'd, we'd, we'd just stay getting it. And, you know, there's, there's people paying a lot more money to be able to work out why. But... You know, it just seems like from from the great position that we were in at the start of this month, let alone on Boxing Day six point two, from the great position that we find ourselves in, it's just so disappointing that we're not capitalising on it.
1: I think that there is something to that. And when when I say that, what I mean is it feels a lot to me like if you're playing in the quarterfinal of a European European competition and you're in the, the, the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, I don't really understand why you have to be motivated, if I'm being perfectly honest. And I think, you know, going back, and everyone's obviously making the the connotations to 2008 and, and the fabulous run and all the rest of it. It feels a lot to me like as if at that point within the season, we just simply continued to go again. That's all we had to do. We just, like game after game, and I remember you know, been down at Manchester, been, uh, you know, just so incredibly fortunate that we were there and we had just soaked that up and been able to try and enjoy that. So I actually think if we get through the quarterfinal against Braga, we get into the semi-final, I'm not suggesting for a single minute it's going to be easier to to, to beat uh, Frankfurt or or Atlanta. I'm not saying that for one single minute, so please don't. But I think once you get to the final four, it feels very much like anyone's got a got a shot you know now that being said you you you're either going to use Thursday as it's either going to sink or swim you because it's either going to allow you to go into the Scottish Cup semi-final with the belief that you are a team that's in the semi-final of the Europa League or alternatively you know you're going to have to recover it if you get put out of the competition, and maybe you can just focus on what you're doing domestically. It clears the board slightly. It's just the case then of focusing on the, the Scottish Cup semi-final, and it's going to be a very, very different beast as far as I'm concerned, Tess, because the, the Celtic were perfectly would have been perfectly happy to take a draw at Ibrox last week in the Scottish Cup semi. Going for what is prospectively going to be a treble, they will absolutely be going for it. There's something that we're missing here, and that's a little bit of of game intelligence. And either that's from the manager, being able to pragmatically, you know, show up defences when he absolutely has to, because at times our defence looks like they met each other just before the game, or alternatively be so offensive that we've got opportunities created left, right and centre. But when it comes to the actual players themselves, I think man and man, we've only got a handful of players within there that can work within that intelligence and be able to use it properly. I don't think Celtic are blessed with it either. I don't think Braga are, because they are a very young team. But we seem so devoid of that that it seems so difficult to do so. Whereas we did have players who could do it last season. You know, we did have players who could work very, very well with it. And I don't know, maybe if it's just the case that we found out that some of these players actually have weak chins. And when that they've went from a position of hunger to success and now they went back into, well, why is it not going to mean me We can't fix this problem. And they just look a little bit adrift with that at the moment. Let's talk a little bit about Sunday before we wrap up. Tace, um, grand scheme of things, uh, right now it seems inconsequential. But I'll flip that scenario and it said St. Johnson win at Parkhead on Saturday, and then all of a sudden it comes back onto a must-win game again. What's your thoughts in terms of being able to try and go into? It?
2: Well, I'll actually, I'm actually coming up for it on uh, Sunday, and I, I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's costing me a lot of money and, and hotels and transport and everything else. And I'm sat here now thinking, hmm. but then you know, tomorrow morning, mate, when I'm getting myself together, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like a kiddie at Christmas again, get going to see my team. So. Yeah, I've got a smile on my face again now, thinking about it, actually. So all week I've been thinking, well, oh, can't be awesome. Now, just, yeah, I'm just getting a little bit excited for it again. So, yeah, um, it's it ain't over till it's over, and until it's mathematically done. Even then there are no dead rubbers, because there are, there are things that can be done. I'm not optimistic about Sunday, uh, to be honest with you. Mark, Mark, I've got a feeling that St Johnson are going to get, they're not going to beat Celtic but I've got a feeling that St Johnson are going to get a point from there tomorrow and then we'll see that and shit the bed on Sunday and probably lose because Celtic know they can drop points and we're not going to punish them because we, for, well, it be it mentality or our squad's devoid of talent or the conversation of the two or whatever, we just ain't doing it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped points on, on on tomorrow, but I think we're going to on Sunday. So... um. I've, I've I've seen uh, for a few things people are saying should you stick or twist with the side like, I'll, I'll say what we said I said earlier mate in, in the absence of having a strategy for every match he's got to he's got to see who he's got available. he's got to see what how they can hurt us he's going to see how we can hurt them put the best players out and send them out to go and do the jobs utilise his substitutes properly if instilling to his players the importance of good game management and that goes to him as well as in if we're 3 look with 20 minutes to go get players off Never mind, give them a minute, get them off, wrap them in cotton wool, save them for Thursday, if and when we get to a point where I believe the job's done. So, yeah, but it's. I'm not going to say it's a free hit, um, but I think they're going to go into that game without pressure, because, he, again, even if Celtic do drop points tomorrow, which, um, like I said, I, I've got a sneaking fit in in my even if they do drop points, I think for a lot of people... You know, that that six-point gap's into Mansfield and it would be so this Rangers team to start playing when the league's that little bit out of touch. So, yeah, but w- whilst I'm not optimistic, I really, really hope that he uses it as an option for a bit of a reset in terms of his tactics and the mindset and everything else. That we say, right, do you know what, we're going to go out there, we're going to put on a show, you know, for the rest of this season, we're just going to give it all we've got and we end up where we end up.
1: Yeah, listen, I think that's fair enough. I think there's a point to this where I also think you need to emphasise the need of a win. Um, and, you know, one win out of the last four games, yeah, I know that one of them will include being away at Red Star and, you know, that was that tie more or less was, or that, that leg of the tie was more or less kind of done and dusted, so that doesn't really matter. But even the win that I'm talking about is an 84th Minute winner up at Dundee. Do you know what I mean? That was not as straightforward uh, as as it may appear. And I think what I'd like to be able to see from the team, I, I'd love to sit here and say, let's go out and batter them 4 0 or whatever, just to be able to lift everybody's morale and all that kind of stuff. See, if I'm being honest with you, I'd like us to be able to go and get a win just because we need a win. I don't actually care that much about a performance. I'd just like to be able to see, is just get a win on the board. We can let Celtic know that we are still in this and not give them too much breathing, or any more breathing space than we have done already, I think is is probably fair. Um, But just to give them a little bit of elevation get into into next Thursday and stuff as well, because listen, it's going to be really important for us to be able to try and recover that test. In the worst case scenario, where if we were to to drop points in Paisley, even a, a draw or a loss, I don't think really matters now, either one isn't going to make any real difference. But if it happens, I do think he is going to to really, really struggle in terms of being able to try and get even the most level-headed of fans or even the most GVB-supportive fans to stay on side with him, because I do think that there is definitely a a, a feeling that is moving towards looking at him and, and obviously what's happened. And in a worst-case scenario, if that completely goes sideways uh, following Thursday and Sunday the following week... um I, I do think you know questions, major major questions are going to be asked of them at that point as well because we always take a loss to Celtic, you know you know very very badly. Of course we should, they're our true enemy. The bottom line, however, is getting put out of a Scottish Cup semi final against them, and they effectively by default almost win a treble. I think just gets to the point where that just becomes so you know distasteful for Rangers fans. I think the manager would have to be very, very questionable towards that. So I, th- I actually think Sunday could be more important than most people think, I think is fair to say. Um, would you care to give me a, a, a score estimate? Where do you think that will be? At? What's, the, what's the the result going to be? And if you have get any goal scorers, who do you think will pop up with some uh, some finishes?
2: It's going to be a 1-0 draw, and the score will be Tav via a penalty. <laughs>
1: Oh, Tavia Pettley, Remember those days? Oh, just so lovely. Yeah, listen, um, I'm gonna go with a two nil. I will be I'll I'll try and remain optimistic as to where we are. I didn't think coming onto to this test I would have to be- provide the ray of sunshine uh, that was that was needed to my friend. I'm gonna have to get you up and give you a cuddle and uh, hopefully see you in Paisley and stuff as well and just you know, Buy a paint or something like that, but yeah, um, I can understand this stuff. Why it's it's difficult to be able to try and get motivated for it. But listen, you'll feel motivated for it come Saturday night. I've got no doubt about it.
2: Oh mate, like I say, I'm 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 just just talking about it with you now, starting to get a little bit um, looking forward to it. And like I say, when I wake up in the morning, I'm getting my match ticket, my train tickets together. I'll, I'll be bouncing around like a kiddie at Christmas. So I've got no I've got no worries about being up for it, mate. I just hope the players are too. Yep, totally. And I think
1: just to kind of echo that point as well, I would just like to remind anyone from Rangers listening to this that as we are recording this, thousands and thousands of Bears are coming on their way back from Portugal at the moment via all kinds of mental routes that they've had to go through to be able to try and, and make sure that they follow Rangers no matter where they go. There'll be thousands more of them at Paisley on Sunday despite the vast majority of them believing that the league is done and dusted please just see the effort that we are putting in and please appreciate it and hopefully get a performance for us on Sunday and let's just lift it because we can get through Sunday and then next week's games as well we could still achieve some very great things and let's just start believing in that um, that'll be us for this week I'd just like to thank our executive producers in London Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers uh, and most importantly my guest for uh, this week's extra Mr James Tess, hey, Tess Um I'm going to give you a big virtual hug to us now and hopefully a real one the next time I see you
2: That sounds good to me, matey. Thank you very much for having me.
1: And if you've enjoyed listening to uh, James and myself, please jump over to our Patreon network, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where you'll be able to get up to three to four to five pods a day uh, about all things Rangers, uh, because we've got some mega, mega important games coming up as well. So why not come over and join us on there too. Thanks so much for this. Uh, that's us for this week's folks. We will be back with you on Monday with David on the flagship. Have a great weekend. Let's get three points in Paisley on Sunday, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Hello
0: folks, it's David here and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors NordVPN, internet security, very important, I'm sure it's something that you're concerned about as well. Me, I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data, I live on my phone and the amount of stuff I do on it from banking to documents to private messaging, I need to know is secure. We all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and uh, spend our money for us. NordVPN prevents that especially if you're using public Wi-Fis or you're using Wi-Fis away from your home. If you use NordVPN you are safe and protected. It also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required. It's a brilliant product. I use it every day and highly recommend it. And you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk-free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind Go to NordVPN.com forward slash heart and hand, Sports Social Podcast Network.